Hi everyone, I'm Kelly Clark. For the past few weeks, life as we know it has become completely upended. Schools are closed, as well as restaurants, bars, most stores, salons, medical weight loss and wellness, and much, much more. Then there are those on the front line of healthcare that are being stretched with the demands of working more often and longer hours with limited personal protective equipment and resources. Some of us are working from home and others not at all. You're not alone if you're feeling it's all a bit eerie, scary, and for some, very lonely. And so at first, I did what I guess many of you are doing right now. I began panic scrolling, surfing my social media feeds again and again and again, but it didn't provide the distraction I was seeking. In fact, it began making me feel even more anxious. Personally, I had to put a stop to it. In the midst of the coronavirus chaos, a quote by motivational speaker and self-development author Brian Tracy immediately came to mind. You cannot control what happens to you, but you can control your attitude toward what happens to you. And in that, you will be mastering change rather than allowing it to master you. Now, I've always been a glass half full kind of gal. So I immediately thought about how I can master this change and find light in the midst of a situation that is unknown, scary, and isolating. This led to a great discussion with several of the nurses at work who, unbeknownst to me, had already began compiling a list of activities to share with our patients to help guide them through this challenging time. This brings me to the subject of self-care. The number one reason our patients cite for non-adherence to the plan or taking proper care of themselves is, I don't have enough time. Whether it's for meal prep, for meditation, for sleep, to relax, the list goes on. Well, guess what? Many of you do now. Even for those of you who are working during this time, you don't have the other distractions in your life right now, such as getting the kids or yourself to an appointment, or fulfilling this or that social obligation, or organizing an upcoming event, planning a vacation, the list goes on. None of that is happening right now. We all have more time at home, some of us more than others, but the vast majority of us are at home more now than ever before. Allow me to provide you a ray of light in the darkness. This might be the only time in your life that you actually have the time to make yourself a priority and start creating habits that allow for you to become a more healthy, happy version of you. It does take time. It does take effort. And guess what? It's that time. We now know we must adhere to the safe at home mandate as well as practice social distancing for the next month or more. So why would you not want to take this opportunity to make positive changes in your life? It's time to stop panic scrolling through your social media. It's time to turn off the news. It is time for you to take control of you. Let's all do a hard reset and come out on the other side of the coronavirus pandemic in a better place both mentally and physically. I'm Kelly Clark, business owner, boy mom, dog mom, nurse practitioner, book nerd, self-improvement obsessed, and a self-proclaimed recovering candyholic. After years of practicing ER medicine as a nurse and then as a nurse practitioner, I decided that I could do a lot more good working with people to prevent the diseases that brought them into the ER in the first place. It was then that I started my business, Medical Weight Loss and Wellness, where we promote and educate on the many benefits of a ketogenic lifestyle. A decade later, we have two locations and I employ 30 passionate and amazing women who have become a second family 
family to me. I have found weight loss medicine to be incredibly challenging and immensely rewarding. It is one of the most complex areas of medicine due to how intimately intertwined the relationship is between our metabolic physiology and our personal psychology. In Confessions of a Candyholic, I will pull the many dynamics of weight loss together through the telling of my personal stories, the inspiring journeys of our patients, the experiences of my nursing staff. I'll even drop some keto knowledge and I'll discuss matters that can help improve your life. Change is hard, but it is only through change that we can level up to become the best version of who we are. It would be my pleasure to hold your hand as we all work together to become better versions of ourselves. I'm going to discuss 11 specific positive steps you can start taking right now to gain control at a time when we might otherwise feel a bit helpless and out of control. Number one, sleep. We are in the midst of a sleep deprivation crisis with profound consequences to our health, our job performance, our relationships, and our happiness. Lack of sleep affects your entire body, from your vision to your heart to your brain. It's safe to say the vast majority of our patients complain of sleep deprivation and or poor quality of sleep. For those of you who suspect you are suffering from adrenal fatigue, Sleep is the very best way you can regulate your cortisol. Regulating your cortisol will also help with weight loss. When your cortisol is chronically high, your body is in a stressed fight or flight state. Think of it like this. Your body is not able to differentiate stresses, whether it's work stress, relationship stress, financial stress, or the stress of fleeing from a tiger seeking you out as its next meal. Your body is not going to release fat from your fat cells when you are in a stressed, preservation-type state. We must alleviate the stressors to regulate the cortisol in order for the body to feel comfortable letting go of its fat stores. Sleep is the best way to go about bringing some order to our adrenals. I know how much better I manage stress when I'm well-rested versus when I'm sleep-deprived. I can get to the point where the smallest problem seems daunting and impossible, but after a good night's sleep or two, that very same problem is so much more manageable. For most, being at home means more time to sleep. Sleep is restorative and allows the body to heal and fortify the immune system. Try your best to get seven to eight hours every single night. And while you're at it, sneak a nap in there if you're able. Ariana Huffington has written a fabulous best-selling book called The Sleep Revolution. If you're seeking further information on sleep deprivation, its consequences, and what to do about it, I highly recommend you check out this book. Number two, relax. Yeah, I said it, and I know this is easier said than done for most of us, but it is necessary if you plan on staying well. Chronic stress keeps our sympathetic nervous system, remember the fight or flight, in a constant go state. This can most definitely hinder our immune response. Chronic stress and anxiety can significantly impair our immune system surveillance mechanisms, which has to do with the ability of our body to constantly survey and fight off pathogens such as the coronavirus, the flu, and so much more. Take the time to breathe. The Calm app that you can download on your phone is great for guided relaxation. There are a plethora of apps, many of which offer free trials, such as Headspace, Budify, Mindfulness, and much more. 
or read a book, listen to a podcast or an audiobook, which happen to be two of my favorite go-tos for relaxing, or get outside and connect with nature, even if it's just sitting in your backyard. Take a walk through your neighborhood. Take a hot bath with Epsom salts to help relax and detox the body. Diffuse the essential oil lavender, which has been found to promote relaxation and believed to alleviate symptoms of anxiety, depression, and insomnia. Number three, hydration. Drink your gallon of fluids daily. Staying hydrated is one of the best ways to flush your body of toxins. Plus, you will be very close to the bathroom now. Again, just trying to keep it positive. And stay tuned because my next podcast will be all about the importance of staying hydrated and how to better help you understand your water weight fluctuations during weight loss. Number four, stick to plan. Sticking to your diet and not giving into stress or emotional eating is the best thing you can do for yourself right now. You've made so much progress. Don't let this be your excuse to slide back on the weeks, months, or years of improvement you've already made. It's simply not a legit excuse. Plus, while we can't physically see you in the clinic right now, we are here for you. If you have questions, please private message Facebook us, Instagram DM us, or email us. Additionally, we are uber active on social media right now to help you keep those positive vibes going. Number five, meal prep. Being at home has other advantages, such as having the time to plan and prep your meals. Meal prepping is essential to sticking to your diet. If you don't have our cookbook, ask us on social media or email for some of our favorites. We'd be happy to share some with you. And while you're at home, take pictures and post us some of your favorite MWLW recipes that you do. We'd love to see it, and you can really inspire others by doing this as well. Number six, exercise. Move your body. Remember, if you carry excess weight, it is inevitable that you have a level of insulin resistance. Briefly, when our insulin level is high, it is incredibly difficult to burn fat. The very best thing we can do to regulate our insulin level and metabolically heal our body is to eat a low-carb or ketogenic diet. But the next best thing we can do is to move our body. And not only does sustained movement or exercise help us heal metabolically, but it is also so incredibly important to our heart health, our muscular skeletal system, and to our mental health. There is simply no excuse not to go outside for a walk right now. I don't know about you guys, but my dogs are loving the two walks per day routine we've gotten into. Animals are definitely not going to be happy when life returns to normal. There are also tons of apps you can download on your phone or tablet that provide a variety of workouts, all at different levels, such as Peloton. No, it's not just for biking, and they actually offer a free 30-day trial. The instructors have fun personalities and are incredibly motivating. I highly suggest you try this one out. It truly is nothing short of amazing. They have done a great job. There are also apps through Less Mills, Daily Burn, and so much more. One of my favorites is anything having to do with bar, such as the barcode, Pure Bar, or Bar 3. Number seven, open up those windows. The inside of our homes can become stuffy and stale. This is why it is great practice to open up those windows, weather permitting, and allow the fresh air to fill your home. Number eight, connect with others. Use FaceTime, Facebook video chat, or Zoom to do a video dinner date with your friends and loved ones. I know it sounds a little hokey, but why not try something like that right now during this crazy time? And don't forget to call 
our more vulnerable friends, family, and neighbors to ask if there's anything you can do for them. I happen to have a lovely elderly couple that lives next door. I like to shoot them a text every few days to see if I can run out and get them anything. They are the last people that should be braving a trip to the grocery store if they don't have to. Remember, in general, our elderly are the most susceptible to isolation, and they are even more so right now. Number nine, take your supplements. Continue to take your supplements, and if you don't already, I'd suggest adding a high-quality vitamin D, 5,000 international units, vitamin C, vitamin A, zinc, and selenium. These are the big dogs when it comes to boosting our immune system. Number 10, practice gratitude. If you haven't yet listened to my very first podcast, now is the time. It's all about gratitude and how incorporating a gratitude practice into your daily routine can actually increase your level of happiness. And this is all backed by the science, you guys. Even during this challenging and chaotic time, there is so much we can be grateful for. Consider implementing a gratitude practice into your family's daily routine as well. It is so important we do what we can to keep our family's mood on the up and up too. And finally, number 11, stay productive. For me, this is the first time since the age of 16 that I am off work. And I do not consider maternity leave as time off, by the way. Those of us with kiddos know that time is far more challenging than any job. I have so many things I want to do with this time off. It's almost overwhelming. And the last thing I want is at the end of this quasi-quarantine is to look back in regret and be mad at myself for not getting some things crossed off my list. Personally, each night, I put a list together of what I want to achieve the next day. I take the time to think about what is reasonable to accomplish and kind of go from there. I include everything from taking the dogs for a walk times two, doing a short workout, cleaning the bathrooms, updating a patient handout, meal planning and prepping, writing and recording a podcast, working on painting a segment of the honey oak trim that is literally everywhere in my house, calling a friend that I haven't spoken with in a long time, and so much more. And by the way, not all that that I just listed happens in one day or even like three. I'm not superhuman. I just want to, at the end of the day, fall asleep feeling like I accomplished something. The last piece of advice I'd like to offer to you during this confusing and scary time is to remain calm. You know what's more contagious than the coronavirus? Anxiety. We need to decrease the anxiety for the sake of our own mental and physical health, as well as the sake of those we reside with. It's not good to pass this highly damaging emotion to our children, our partner, our parents, our pets, and so on. One of the best bits of advice I ever received was during my divorce years ago. I was talking about how worried I was for my boys and how I needed to remain strong despite feeling weak and not feeling very confident. It was then a friend said to me something along the lines of, your children are highly sensitive to your emotional state. If you want them to remain calm and emotionally strong, you have to be that way. If they see mom is upset, they will be upset. If they see mom is content and confident, they will feel more content and confident. These words really stuck with me, and I played the role of feeling happy and confident at that time, despite not really feeling that way, all for the sake of my boys. The very same words of advice stand true today. If they see I am carrying on like Chicken Little screaming that the sky is falling, that fear and anxiety will manifest with them. On the other hand, if they see I'm calm yet realistic, that I'm attempting to carry on as normal as possible within the given restrictions, they too will carry on that way. 
In fact, early last week, I sent them both a text from work telling them that we're going to talk about the coronavirus over dinner. Fun topic, right? I wanted to set the stage and discuss it with them. I wanted to alleviate their fears while also remaining realistic and honest. We talked about why school is canceled, why restaurants and businesses were closing, why self-quarantine was recommended, and so much more. I found we walked away from dinner in a lighter, less anxious mood. We continue to discuss what's going on, and I highly encourage them not to panic scroll through social media and to refrain from falling into the 24-hour news cycle trap, which can only make them feel more anxious. Hopefully, some of these tips can provide a positive push toward taking better care of you. Too often, we tend to put our own health and well-being last as we try to help and please the people around us. In theory, this might sound wonderful, but in practice, it simply doesn't work. If you don't take care of yourself, no one else will. And eventually, you'll suffer the consequences in many different shapes and forms. Then you'll be stuck in a place of illness and unhappiness. And as a result, you won't be able to offer any help or support to anyone else. So take care of you and use this time to form, refine, and get into these self-care habits. Come out on the other side of the coronavirus a better, more focused, well-rested version of you. Stop the excuses. Many of your default excuses have been lifted during this time. This may be the only time in your life you actually have the time to implement the changes needed to work on you. Don't wait and get started. The healthiest thing you can do for yourself and those you love is to take care of you. Thank you so much for listening. All of you take care and stay healthy. All of us at MWLW look forward to seeing a better, more rested version of you when all this is done. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share it with others you think might like it too. Until next time. 